1: Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. I'm Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale. Thank you so much for coming back. We've got a new sponsor this week, so before I get into it, I just want to thank Merchant City Medical, a good bunch of people. The new sponsor is
2: McTassels. Have you ever heard of McTassels, Paul? Well, I have now, but technically no. I've never been. Tell us all about it, Darren. I will do.
1: See that there, a wee bit of professionalism between me and Paul. Mctassos is a Greek food van and they're really popular in Scotland. It's ran by a family that I know, a Greek family, Greek Scottish family, right? They've got three businesses, one is in Buchanan Galleries, the other one is at the Fort and one's in Kelvin Way. They do like Giros food, which is halloumi, lamb and chicken and they do falafel, right? Um, they've been here for a couple of years, but a couple of years ago, uh, Glasgow Live did a story on them and mm-hmm. it went viral and they've just fucking exploded. So, the first time that I ever had a Giros, and this is how I knew that they were amazing, right? Shit hot, was I was waiting in the queue and the guy was passing a woman... A giro's uh-huh. and a bit of the meat fell off and landed on the pavement, right? Uh-huh. And there was a dog there, and the dog—you should have seen this dog eat it off the pavement, right? <laughs> it was like, have you ever seen that Stephen King film? I think it's called *Could Could You* <laughs> no. about the possessed dog. <laughs> no. Like it was eating bits <laughs> of the fucking pavement. Like, <laughs> 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 like I was like, that dog's just showed its wolf. Right. Um, I've. I was like, the "Fucking hell, man! Even the dogs are hoovering at half the pavement." So, um, I I ate it, and it was better than coke. So, uh, <laughs> I only get businesses that I like, um, or businesses that I know. And uh, this is a business that I know. The food is amazing. It's good people. They're beautiful Greek bastards. Even big uh, Ange Posticoglou, he's been up. Really? Uh, you can go on their Instagram and you'll see a picture of that big sexy bastard getting right. in about a G-Ross. How can people be racist, mate, when you've got shit like that? How is, it, what do you mean? Like, all the food of the world and all the people of the world. Oh, right, like aye. First and foremost, Ange Postacoglu is a sexy bastard,
2: right? That's I was, Do you know what I was going to say? I sent a DM to a mate, a, a mutual friend of ours, Jerry Taylor, who was saying what a result. And I was like, do you know what, mate? I think I might... Be gay for one man and one man only, and that's big Ange. Like I reckon, if he was, you know, cutting about the West End and like needing to nut, I'd be uh, like, "Fucking fight him, my god, mate, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> sexy bastard, big sexy bastard."
1: <laughs> I get vibes off him. Like I-, I want him to love me. Like I want, like I, I want him to love me, man. <laughs> Pure daddy vibes. Aye, <laughs> like gonna say that you love me and I'll cuddle you and I'll say that I love you. Aye. See when he talks about his dad or that, I'm like, I was greeting, mate. So getting about G-Ross with the <laughs> fucking we wait- <laughs> McTassels. <laughs> Aye, McTassos. Fucking hell, man. How did I learn that I had daddy issues during a, an advert for a McTassels <laughs> the, new trip? Se-
2: the new Celtic manager gets <laughs> gets revealed to me, then you're pure, I've got daddy issues or oh Aye. I don't know if I want you to sponsor the podcast anywhere. I'm
1: fucking choking <laughs> up here. I, how shite is it being Scottish? They've all got G uh, G-Ross and I went for an Indian mealware the weekend and you can get this yogurt drink called Lassie, I think it's called. Right. Lass. It's like a beautiful yogurt drink and I'm like, God. When we grew up, it was mince and totties Aye. and I had to eat it in front of al
2: family members. <laughs> Robinson's just <delicious. laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, do you think in India, there's like a wee Scottish <laughs> food van, <laughs> or in Greece, there's like a Scottish food van, and they're getting out chips and chicken, like <laughs> turkey dinosaurs, and fucking diluting orange.
1: <laughs> Aye. You're like, ah, you're not supposed to boil mince for nine years. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Mince and totties, man.
1: Fuck's sake. I fucking hate mince and totties, oh, man. Do you? I mean, if it's made right. I can eat it, but no, the way I fucking grew up eating it. <laughs> fucking hell.
2: Stewed sausage, what's that all about? Sitting, like, boiling sausages in gravy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into this, mate. How's your week been since I last seen all right, you? been
2: alright, other than fuck my back. I was telling you before we started, I've totally fucked my back. We are getting old. Mate, this is it. This is it, man. I'm starting to think, fuck, maybe I need to stop going and doing chin-ups and... <laughs> Fucking squatting and bench pressing. My body's pure. <laughs> <laughs> a chin up in the gym? I, it was a pull-up. I was doing pull-ups, mate. Pull I got up. I got to eight out of my ten reps and I fucking felt something pop. Um, and it's an interior muscle that's in my fucking rib cage. has went. Right? I'm fucked. i oh absolutely my fucked. Maybe I need to take up Tai Chi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or take some CBD.
2: Oh, you need
1: to get into that. I just realised I can't read my fucking handwriting. It's too wee. I need to get a laptop and no? all. I've got a chin-up bar in the house. Have you? I've never used it in my life. The only time I've ever used it was I tried to hang myself for it
2: when I was like 18. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. When they stop laughing. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's funny. Is it one of the ones that wedges in between the door frame? Aye. So you they're just, they're just, is that it what broke happened? off. Oh. Aye.
1: And I was lying on the carpet. I've spoken about this in my stand-up routine. I was lying on the carpet with a bit of chin-up bar across my chest. And I was thinking, was I that fat? I've just snapped my chin-up bar, but it was the way the chin-up bar was. I was like, I'm sure that'll be funny one day. Can't even hang myself. Anyway, McTassels, man. <laughs> get some, Get some falafel and a phone, a blowjob. Well, I mean, this is before I tried all that shit. Like, I'm willing... I'll put this on record, right? g is that good, it'll make you no-kill yourself. For fuck's sake. Honestly. <laughs> It's better than cocaine. <laughs> I'm not even talking about McTassels, I'm talking about G-Ross in fucking general. Right. What is G-Ross? It's like a pita bread, a Greek pita bread, uh-huh. and it's got um, hummus and all that type of shit, right. oil, olive oil and stuff. Aye, I've had one. Aye, and then you can put whatever you want in it. Mm-hmm. Uh So it's that good that it won't make you kill yourself.
2: <laughs> so if you, oh, we, need, we need to stop. We need to, I was going to see, see if you'd have been successful. You'd have regretted your suicide, if you, but that's terrible, man. I basically... Because <laughs> you
1: didn't get some McTassels. No doubt people get offended by that. There was a couple of cunts that were pulling me up about us talking about uh, Whoopi Goldberg. How come? Proper DMing me saying, you know how I was like, Whoopi Goldberg said that about the Jewish people, but I was a wee bit stuttery because I never knew the story word for word. Mm-hmm. I get this 10-page essay by a random saying, how fucking dare you or that type of shit. What was the, the the context of the rant? It was something along the lines that I was, uh, I don't even really know. It was just like gibberish. Like,
2: gibberish. Just, <laughs> Do you mean gibberish?
1: Gibberish. <laughs> gibberish, aye. Barry gibberish. <laughs> I was just like, shut the fuck up. I said she was sexy and ghost. Uh-huh. Does that make me hate Jewish people? Get so a grip.
2: Was it that, that we were an accusation that we were sort of making fun of the Holocaust? Yes. Right, okay. Uh-huh. But we
1: weren't they? No,
2: we were talking about Whoopi Goldberg sort of saying that it was like it wasn't racism; it was just bad people. When it's uh-huh. like, can two can they two things exist at the same time? But let's not get back into it. Um, but so <laughs> we are basically taking the piss out of the Holocaust because we were talking about Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they can fuck off. Hope they're listening to this. Fuck off.
1: Aye, fuck off. I don't, I don't ever engage in a conversation. I just keep saying, "Are you alright? You <laughs> okay?" And it makes them so furious man, so. Get, get it up, them. Uh, <laughs> There's been a weird... There's weird um, energy in the air recently with shit in there. Just the world seems poisoned, man. Like, everybody's getting cancelled. It just seems like a weird, stupid game. Like a circus type of shit. Like, are we cancelling them because they're bad people or are you doing it because you're getting a thrill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um... My opinion changes on Joe Rogan weekly. I think deep down he's a good person. I think he's a good guy. He's Mm -hmm. just trying to be a stand-up comedian. He's been a stand-up comedian for 30 years. He's a fucking meathead. He smokes a bit of pot. Like He's like everybody else, the majority of people in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's got this podcast that is just probably... Mm. Back in the day, it was like The Tonight Show. He's 100 times bigger than The Tonight Show like, hundreds and hundreds of millions of views he's getting, Mm -hmm. and he's going on to this uh, podcast, and it's not scripted, sometimes he's drinking booze, he's smoking a bit of weed, it must be fucking tough, and he came out and he apologised, he had an apology video, and I must say, like, uh, I do respect him for Uh apologising, because we don't live in a world where people
2: say, I fucked up. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that, I think, i'm with you i'm flip-flopping on this like um but it takes a big person that guy's gets about me a billion downloads a month on his audio i never knew it was as much as that that's just spotify that That is well he mentioned something about that they hit that that was a couple of years ago they were on apple and spotify and they were saying that there was a point where you know the, the podcast boom happened and rogan was getting a billion downloads a month right biggest podcaster on the planet which means he's the biggest because He speaks for like two or three hours at a time, yeah. So people are hearing and listening and watching him more than any other information news. So you're bang on, he's like Jonathan Ross in this country, plus you know, whatever Carson Daly, like plus, yeah, um, you know, like uh, David Letterman. He's all this together. Don't think yeah. anybody's ever Johnny Carson. I, I don't think anybody's ever had the worldwide pool. Mm-hmm. like this podcast has, so I'm wiggy, it's like, and he sits and he talks, so you could go, and there's there's over a thousand episodes, I think you could go and find, I mean, people were finding him saying the N-word, yeah. for like five, six years ago, and stuff like that, which yeah. you can condemn, you can be like, not, that's not good, right, but for him to come out and apologise, you're like, well, clearly he must have some sort of, like, fucking morality, and when yeah. you listen to what he says, you're like, he's spot on what he said, like, yeah, you think that he's waking up to the fact that, if he wants to keep going with this project, he's going to need to develop some sort of accountability and awareness that yeah. if he has somebody that's coming on and saying that COVID's a lot of shite, that he should follow that up very quickly or at the same time have somebody to yeah. counter that argument. But um it doesn't look good to me. It's, it's the optics, isn't it? Like him and Jordan Peterson... Sitting down and talking about the credibility of racism and uh-huh. two white two no even middle the age two like old white men yeah it doesn't look good to me and and personally I would like to see them avoid it because they've got no point of fucking reference they're talking about statistics it's yeah. like that doesn't matter like unfortunately. People feel this really every day and, oh. and use why to just sit there for three years and talk about how, well, if you look at the statistics, it yeah. tells a different story. Like, really? Yeah. Really, guys? Like, like
1: what the fuck do you know?
2: Exactly. Jordan Peterson, uh-huh. spe- especially Jordan uh-huh. Peterson, because
1: he's in a better position in life than Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan was a stand-up comedian. Jordan Peterson's, like, a lecturer, an educated background. What the fuck does he know? Like, was he no saying a couple of weeks ago that he was not white, he was actually frogish green? I think he tweeted that. This, we, were, this is the thing, we were talking mate. about race and uh-huh. like black people are not actually black and white people are no white and you're just like, shut the fuck this up. This
2: is the thing, mate. This is, I mean Sam Harris is another one that I've got a lot of respect for. I listen to Sam Harris's podcast. He gets some incredible guests. Mm. They talk about stuff that you probably won't hear in other podcasts. Like hyper intelligent like dr jordan peterson he's a doctor you know like hyper intelligence but these guys they they i think that you kind of get away from the fact that it feels very deliberate Uh they're smart enough to know what they're doing and what they're doing is not funny and it's not you know that way you are not. it's no funny or clever what you're doing trying to use percentages or numbers to Mm -hmm. try and justify something that you already already believe in your head yeah um jordan peterson spent two years eating salt and steak thinking it was curing his mental health and his yeah. motor neuron disease that he's not got and it ended up driving him to a fucking hospital and back to like extreme antidepressants do not listen to that guy like yeah. this is the problem as is, is that salt beef and water that's all he consumed for like eighteen months and ended up in the hospital. Don't listen to him. Like yeah. if there's ever a, a piece of information for you not to listen to what that guy says, it's, it's that. Like mm-hmm. these people are... or my dad used to say there's guys out there that think because they've got and they've got letters after their name or whatever on these like, lap, but they my dad used to say they don't know what it's like on the street. Aye. And it and that is what happened with peterson and, and rogan rogan got a hundred million dollars for his podcast this guy doesn't even know what it's like on the street man as much yeah. as i find, i used to find that a bit cringe when my dad used to say that like they're all they're all book smarts they're, it was all books and neighbours. They, they don't know what's good that's what my dad used to say yeah. this is what that is, isn't it yeah i think anyway and that i feel like
1: we need to say that doesn't mean what obviously what joe rogan said was awful Like, I've watched the clips recently. I can't even remember him saying that. I can't even remember watching him saying the N-word stuff. It's disgraceful, it's disturbing, and it's awful. And he also was talking about Planet of the Apes when he went to the cinema. It's awful. He talks about it in his uh, apology video, so it is uh, rough as fuck watching it. Uh, But what I'm trying to say is, like i'm no black so i don't know what racism's like so it must be like a getting stabbed or something it must be horrible like i know a guy it made me think about my pal right i don't want to name him because he might be embarrassed but he was born here Mm -hmm. and he's scottish Mm -hmm. 100 percent. he's scottish but his mum and dad were from pakistan but i don't even think he's been to pakistan and he's fucking mere Glaswegian than me. Right. And he says sometimes when he's walking down the street, people will shout at him from cars, like, go back to your own country and stuff. Mm-hmm. How <clears throat> How do we, you deal with how that weird must that feel, though? But mm-hmm. the, the fact that you've been here since birth and you're Scottish and you went to primary school and somebody's saying, go back to your own country, I don't even think he can speak any languages he's scottish
2: it must make you feel really isolated because it must drive a wedge between you and feeling scottish oh. and then also well, they're telling you to go back they speak a completely different language you've never been there so um it must make you feel really isolated and alone mate like yeah. I, I mean i've got i have i've said this on a podcast before and you know i, I reluctantly say it but i've got a, a small point of reference when i went to uni I was a 17-year-old Glasgow Ned that went to Glasgow University, Mm -hmm. and I felt like everybody was looking at me. They probably weren't they, but I felt like everybody was looking and judging me because I didn't feel like I fit in. And I think that is probably a fraction of what people feel when they experience racism and bigotry. And and I suppose, like, you know, I had the, the... you know, finian bee fruit mate. Yeah. And I never really enjoyed that much. It makes me makes me kind of feel not good about myself. And I had that when I was younger. But I, I try and have empathy and compassion for everybody. And when I and when I think about racism, I really do think about how times in my life where i felt isolated or different for everybody that's around about me. And the only one time that I've really felt like that was when I went to Glasgow and I turned up in a tracksuit with a backpack and everybody was just like Look at the fucking state. Well, in my head, it was look at the fucking state of him. Yeah. But, you know, I'm white, so I went into town with my sass and I bought a pair of jeans and I bought a hoodie and I turned up the next day and I felt part. You know, it was that yeah. simple for me to change. People kind of change the colour color of their skin, mate. It must be horrifying when you experience yeah. that. I can't even imagine, you know, other than trying to sort of, you know, think about it from my own perspective and going, I feel like that might be a wee fraction because I could fix that. Mm-hmm. By going and just changing what I wore to fit in.
1: What happened I mean, everybody must be talking about this, right? But it's made me think about other things. Like, have you seen the Jimmy Carr situation?
2: No, mate, I've I've I've
1: not. So enlighten me, please. So basically, Jimmy Carr had a stand up special. I've not watched it and it was out on Netflix at Christmas. I've I can't even remember what it's called, right? But um they've cut No matter how you look at it, it's awful, right? People keep saying that there's another part of the joke that he explains it, and I should have probably watched it, but I don't know how you can justify this. He was talking about the Holocaust, and he says, you know, six million people died, and a lot of those people that died were the Roman and Gypsy community, Uh and it was something along the lines of, you need to look at the positives of that. Right. So, it's pretty fucking awful, mm-hmm. and it's disturbing, and I'm the darkest comedian out, and even that, I was like, that is crazy.
2: Uh-huh. Are you quite self-defacing, um, defacing, if you know what I mean, with your comedy? Like, L- like you... I'm the joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, right.
1: I make myself the joke at all times, uh-huh. and I, I, it's not like to be some warrior, like, I just make myself the joke... If I do fat jokes, it's about myself. I don't slag fat people. Um, You know, if I say something about mental illness, Uh which can be a no go, it's myself. Right. Addiction. It's myself. Uh I'm always punching up. Is it punching down or up? No, you'd be punching up. I'm punching up. Uh huh. So, uh, it's really it was disturbing, and people are going mental online about it. And see, the thing is, what is it? Is it Roman community?
2: Aye, Romany. Ro- Romany. Uh huh. Romany and Traveller. Traveller. Uh uh-huh. And previously, what would, would be called Gypsy? I think uh, that that's a slur now, but I'm only Gypsy's saying that a slur. as a way. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that, yep. mate, but I know it's the Traveller community, is not right. it? Like- so I'll be 100% honest
1: with you, right? I never knew anything about the Traveller community before uh, Tyson Fury. Like, right. I never literally fucking blueless.
2: clueless. Well, there used to be the TV show My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, so maybe it's no slur if they're using it. Well, ah. Uh, Did you ever see that program? That I was never. about the, the traveller community and they've got some stuff that within the community that you know the grabbing thing where the guy will just grab a lassie and then that's basically like they're getting married or whatever oh really they only really marry within their community i think these are sort of traditions (laughs) that exist within you know catholics protestants as well you know we've kind of we're watching that breakdown in front of our eyes and and the 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 thing but that's the thing mate i think that's the difference right jimmy carr is making a joke at a marginalized community of people that's punching down, that's pissing on them. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, make make fun of yourself. You want to be dark. You want to push your boundaries. Make it at us. Like, mate, if you've got how, straight white men wanting to make jokes about black, trans, gay, bi, like, fuck off. There's plenty of jokes that we can make about ourselves. We're probably the biggest scumbags on the fucking planet, right? Yeah. But we want to push the boundaries by making jokes at smaller groups of people this is where people get a really bad and personally me as well when comics come out and go i think that we should be able we need to be able to make jokes at everything and it's like i think that in essence that is true but i also disagree with your choice to make jokes at, you know transgender people for instance are probably the most marginalized people within our society you know what i mean like um it's like but you're choosing to do it i'm not saying that I I think we should it should be on the table. Nothing's off the table. Uh-huh. But the people that choose it, like especially white guys that choose to make jokes about the traveler community, it's like you're punching so far down. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like just fucking get a break. Like there's no need for it. I don't think anyway. I completely agree with you. And what I would say is uh, reading
1: Tyson Fury's book uh made me it opened my eyes to that community made me respect them and i thought aye good people mm-hmm. and it was tyson fury tyson fury is a good guy man i messaged him once on twitter and he got back to me
2: did he? aye we're getting them on
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was just like pleasantries but i was like he's a he's a good guy man aye, um, seems like a nice cunt so aye it's same with racists as well. Racists are strange. It's like when the word Pakistani. Like, I've heard a couple of racists saying the racist term for Pakistani is no racist. It's just shortened for that word. And I'm like, it's no shortened. See, when you say that word, you can see somebody's soul leave their fucking body. Mm-hmm. You
2: know that it's hurtful. Aye. That, like shut up exactly what you just said Dermot. it's the context of the word. it doesn't even matter if it's a shortened word for the word pakistani uh, it's the context and it's about where did it come from? why did it come why was it used it was a derogatory term like i but how come they get to use it because it what like yeah. are you kidding me on like see if i'm scottish i can say jock right yeah and i can say like but see when i'm in england if somebody's like oh jock i'm like fuck off yeah like no thank you you, do you think that's offensive 100 i hate it yeah i hate it i mean scotch is like that boils my piss right but that's just a personal thing i don't think that's offensive but you know if somebody calls me jock i'm like excuse me you know sweaty sock I've never heard that. <laughs> I get called that once in England. A sweaty sock. Well, that's even fucking worse, mate. Aye. That's even worse. I mean Aye. Fuck them, man. It's just uh, why why do you want to pick on these people? Yeah. Why do you why do you want to say that word? We're getting into pure semantics. Well so, but it's just a shortened version of the word. Words sticks and stones. Um, well fucking won't call me jock, you can't we'll fucking see what happens. I be fucking, it will be sticks and stones, you fucking <laughs> Do you know what their problem is? I'm getting angry today, mate. I'll tell you what their
1: problem is, mate. They've not had a McTassels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they need a Giros in their Hi, life. Mate. That well, would cure racism. Other than to suck on Ange Porch, the Cogglo's Cock, to get the magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this, man. See, a couple of years ago, I watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, right? right. When I was doing Panto in Dundee, and I had nothing to watch. And see, watching that, See, when you're a working class white straight male, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in your life. I went to a Catholic school. You're you're no sir. Before I did stand up comedy, I wasn't surrounded with anybody that w- was different from me. It was all the same. right So you you might have, uh, you know, the fear of something different when you're young, and you're like, oh, because when you went to a Christian school, you're you kind of get taught that if a guy goes with a guy, that's wrong. It's never verbally said in a classroom, but it's kind of in the hush. You go to a church on a Sunday. I've heard a priest say that in a church before. And you're like, what? You're like, I've got a gay auntie and she's fucking happy. Mm -hmm. and She loves her life. But this old 97-year-old priest is telling me that that's no natural. But because you're a Wayne, you don't really know any different. And then you become an adult and you're like... Wait a minute, you are the biggest fucking pedo ring in the world. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. What was I saying there?
2: I totally lost my fucking... You were saying that... Um, it's about being different. You're 100% right, mate. Aye. I can remember the first time, and I don't... I'm genuinely not being racist here. I can remember the first time I seen a black guy in Carntine, and I was genuinely shocked. Like, what? And it, they weren't there. <laughs> and I, I'm not being racist, mate. But they weren't there in a shop. They were Aye. literally moved into a house in Carntine. I can remember that that was an event in my life where yeah. it was like a black family or a family of color moved into calentine and it was like pure <gasps> and you're right it's because you're not surrounded by it right and yeah and so aye it's different that's what i meant aye it's different but at the same time don't, you don't need to treat people that are different for you differently mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can treat see as long as you treat every person that you come across sh- we uh, respect Picked. that's yeah. it that's it, until they disrespect you until you find out, oh wait a minute I need to watch what I do here just treat everybody with respect, no matter yeah. what sex, gender colour, football team religion, See, no matter what That this is what I would say if I meet somebody new do I want to be treated with respect? Mm-hmm. do you? yeah so they are, so therefore when I meet somebody new, I must treat them with respect because it's the law of the universe, mate. You will get out what you put into it, and if you meet people with scepticism, aggression, you know, worse, like, abuse, you'll mm-hmm. get it back. And all these people, if you look at all the big ones, Tommy Robinson, Nick Griffin, they are all ugly fucking bastards on the outside, and it's because the hatred that's inside you seeps out your fucking pores, yeah. and nobody want to be about you, and they all end up isolated, but unfortunately, now we've got the fucking internet where they all just come together and be hateful bastards together. Yeah. So they're empowered and emboldened and think that they can take their fucking nonsense out into the world. But we just need to fight it, mate. Yeah. But just treat everybody with fucking respect. That's all that it takes, man.
1: I agree with you. Thank you for saying that. Get you're, off my you're way uh, more educated than me. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story, right? We've got comedy stuff here. It doesn't need to be comedy. It's my podcast. We can talk about whatever you want. I want to go back to talking about G-Ross and sucking Angie's banger. But I'll tell you a nice story, (laughs) right? It made me, when I was becoming an adult and leaving Glasgow, I get get put into the final of a stand-up comedy competition called the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year. And it was in Leicester. And I get put in there by a promoter that you can only get put to the final if you're getting nominated. So I get nominated and in the final, there was like Welsh comedians and English. And it was one of my first gigs in England, right? And I was very, very nervous. So did you have
2: to do a gig in Leicester to get nominated? No, no, no. You just get nominated in general. Right, okay.
1: Then that's you in the final. Right, okay. So I went down from Glasgow to Leicester and I was really, really nervous, and I died in Mars. And when I was dying of Mars on the stage, I was, like, really Glaswegian and fucking all oh, that, nah, snap. so nobody really understood me. Uh-huh. And I was skint as well, right? I worked in Asda. It was £113 for the train fare or something. I only had £130 on me. I was. They gave us some food vouchers for Nando's, I was depressed, I was like really depressed I went, because I'd done really well in Glasgow in Scotland, and I was like oh, if I go down there, I might do well and I just, I was so shite right, so on the train journey back, I was like, the guy sitting beside me just must have fucking knew that I was sad, his name was Michael right, right. he was English he was black, and we started having a conversation with each other, and to this day, I still think, I'm so grateful that that happened, the gig was shite, everything was shite, apart for this train journey, the guy started talking to me, right, I swear in my mother's life that this is a true story, just saying, like, you come from Glasgow and stuff, and he started, he asked me a question, right, he's like, do you get black people in Scotland? And I was like, uh I mean, I was like 24 at the time, so I was like, no, I don't, no. He's like, you get, like, uh, people from Iraq and stuff and refugees. Immigrants. Aye, immigrants. uh But he's like, I don't think I've seen, like, a black British person. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Uh a black English person. And he's like, I never knew that. He's like, because when I went up to Scotland, I, I don't see any black people, but down here there's, like, everybody's different. Aye. And it pure blew my mind. So... I never realized, right? See, at one point he was eat we were eating and drinking and stuff. And I looked down and I was like, no fucking way, man. He had a, prosth- a prosthetic arm. Right. But I didn't he want a pure stare. So I was like, is that fucking arm real or fake? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Navy. I was in the navy. I lost my arm in the navy. And he told me his story. He's like, I want I want to be. I, I don't want to pure ruin this story but he's like, I'm not in the army anymore but my dream is to be the first black um amputee mm-hmm. to sail around the world right? because it's never been done before ah, right, okay. and that's my dream and I was like, fuck, I felt bad for being a shite like, I felt like important being a comedian but mm-hmm. then I'm sitting beside this guy Aye. and then see at the end of it the two of you stood up and we cuddled each other and stuff. We were nearly greeting. And then the guy in front of you stood up and he's like, oh, look, I don't mean to, like, eavesdrop, but that was incredible to hear your story. Mm-hmm. And I just wish the two of you all the best. Wow. So So, uh, Michael got in touch with us like a year ago. Oh, really? And the two of yous are pals on Facebook. Oh, brilliant. And I asked him, Michael, did you ever do your dream of sailing around the world? Mm-hmm. And guess what he said? What? He's like, no, nah, I've got a job in ASDA. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? True <laughs> story.
2: True story. Mad Michael, wouldn't get on my phone on.
1: So, I it was a true story. He's a driver in ASDA, but he's like, I've just not had the time today. I was like,
2: all <laughs> oh, the best. Gotta pay, the- pay the bills, Michael mate.
1: But I know that that was a bit of a joke at the end there. That was one hundred percent a true story. No, mate. So, Mad Michael, what else have we got? Mad Mac. Um we need to lighten that up a wee bit. I asked a couple of people I said I was like, I'm doing the podcast today. Is anybody get any questions? Mm-hmm. And somebody said, um, can you tell the world what it was like being gay and growing up in this game? I was like, uh <laughs> How would I'm, know? I'm no gay, mate. <laughs> so how was that? <sighs>
2: It was alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my big cousin was gay and grew up in Cranhill, mate, and he didn't have it easy, got to say. My dad aye. had to teach him how to fucking knock cunts out. Ah, that but, must be tough, man. Aye, mate. Fucking total shite, mate.
1: I'd suck a banger for a Giros. 100%. <laughs> um, there's another guy I know. There's this guy online. He doesn't come from the UK, right? I don't know how I know him, but I think he might have followed me for Vine, right? And the guy is gay. 100% gay. Right. And he just... Uh, he's obsessed with me for some fucking reason i don't know why he's obsessed right and recently I, blo- I had to block him and stuff and then i unblocked him because they sent me a tweet and uh he's like asking me for a dick pic just non-stop right so then my my i was like fuck it i was like uh if you if you want that you need to pay me and he
2: was like i'm skint i was like well fuck off then i'm not gonna just give you a fucking <laughs> dick pic for nothing number, <laughs> platinum platinum nudes somebody but, on twitter tagged me in a post saying what happened to the arse and chilies that i'd ordered to eat on the podcast <clears throat> for brian mcginley the bottle of sauce it's in the house so i brung it uh-huh but that was a week kieran was here and we forgot all about it i had a cap full of it my ramen and it fucking nearly took my heat off but it's in the house so we'll need to bring it around did it blow week. your ass no mate it was surprisingly Surprisingly, just like the mouth, I don't remember it being really bad the next day. Um, after that, but it's hot sauce, mate. It's like you know, I think it's eighty percent Carolina Reaper. Oh my god, I'm
1: hungry. Are you fasting today?
2: I mate, every day.
1: When are you breaking your fast?
2: Six o'clock.
1: What time's it now? Four o'clock. Oh man, I'm horny. I am horny. <laughs> horny <Hold laughs> for some hot sauce.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what else
1: have I got I on, man? I uh, just the absolute mentalist mental side of Twitter is like I found it quite funny how anti vaxxers are uh, rubbishing doctors and GPs and stuff mm-hmm. and they're saying the this is all shit and they're all bullshit, but then they're gone and getting their information for Right," said Fred. "Aye,
2: like, all right. Aye, I don't believe. I don't believe these people that have studied their full life at this. They've been indoctrined into this system. I believe my ma. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> my auntie. My auntie knows. She's been surrounding herself with crystals for years, Darren. She knows the score. Man, auntie shared a video on Facebook. You're like, all oh, right, okay. Aye, it's it's ridiculous. But like the fucking, uh." just the, the pure discourse that's happening, like, people that are, like, sharing memes as if they're, like, this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that must be true. It's a meme.
1: I've noticed a really f- a cruel thing that, I mean, obviously, anti-vaxxers have always been cruel, but I think they've, recently, they've they've changed the game and it's went into very dangerous, they've always been dangerous, mm-hmm. but this has went to, like, people need to start getting arrested now. Because they've, they've started to say that the vaccine is causing AIDS. And I'm like, get to fuck. Aye, what? Speeding up the process of AIDS. And there's like this super fucking AIDS virus that's coming out now and it's happening through the vaccine. And I've started seeing that half our souls on uh, Facebook saying that the vaccine's causing AIDS How now. How
2: do we arrest people, but on. on this is where it starts to get weird, where you're kind of like, aye, you're right, they do kind of need to be stopped. Uh-huh. But how do we stop people for just saying shit?
1: I talking shit.
2: You know what I mean? Aye, you're basically going to end up with a wee jail somewhere that's just shit talkers anonymous. Aye. Like perpetual liars and bullshitters. Um, but aye, mate, people are coming away with all sorts of shit. I've seen somebody sharing, a fucking somebody saying that All these football players dropping down with heart conditions is because of the vaccine, and there's like so much data that goes back to like twenty sixteen. I mean, fella, that's all. This has been, this has been a thing Uh in football for a long time, Um, and now people are just using it for their own agenda because they're so afraid of the vaccination.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. fuck off man like get a grip of yourself that's the kind of frustrating thing about joe rogan as
1: well because there's clips of him flat out saying take a vaccine and then he goes anti-vax
2: yeah uh-huh. so what one what one do you believe I, you know what I but mean? but it's so
1: the thing is so frustrating because he's so pro-vaccine
2: and then he's complete opposite
1: do it's, you know do
2: you know why because he's a fucking shite bag that doesn't want to get the vaccination. Yeah. See, unless you're a historical anti-vaxxer, like, this'll be people that have been always anti-vaxx and anti-big pharma and anti-medicine and, you know, like, that end up trying to drink fucking uh, uh, vegetable juice to kill cancer. Like, that exists, right? And small amount of people, but see, the new anti-vaxxers, they're scared yeah they're afraid of the vaccine i get it you know i'm sorry i just called you a shite bag it was for comedic effect but it wasn't that funny but um they're just afraid right joe rogan puts testosterone like injects testosterone in his body smokes weed that's grown you know by a happy in the hills in colorado mm-hmm. will take lines men and all these fucking supplements but when it comes to this thing for some reason it's triggered this fear response in people yeah and now they're, they're so scared they're desperate to just get the information that proves that they are right they're so right. that they don't seem like a coward to, even to themselves
1: i think i've said this before see so when i went to peru i needed a couple of vaccines and right. I, don't, I don't even know what i got i just they just said you need this this and this to get into this country I booked an appointment with my GP. I went down and I get fucking two injections into my arm, and they were like, you "Aye, can... like
2: malaria, and it'll be some sort of disease,
1: maybe yellow fever, rings a bell." Uh-huh. But I was like, "Aye, wasn't he sick? Didn't he feel rough?" Even when I got the vaccine, I was like fucked for a day, man. But who cares? I was fucked for a day when I got the flu jag.
2: You're fucked for a day when you go for a night out. <laughs> That the night nice soup, man, they're the other the ones. You're no fucked for a day when you eat a G-Ros. I'll <laughs> a body or See, <get> <laughs> or suck an, ange, see and the thing is, like,
1: it's a, it's a wee Greek family that run this van. They'll be like, oh, Bobby from Scott Squad will watch his podcast. What was he saying about sucking Ange Postacoclous <laughs> cock? What's that got to do with the lamb Giros? <laughs> you get a fucking g you get a gobble of Bobby, man. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. do homers, man, I'll suck your cock. Not one of every cunt thinks I'm gay, that's all I talk about. Sucking cock for food, I'm leaving gay. It's like... <laughs> that's a real eating disorder. <laughs> suck cock for g
2: man. Well will suck Bobby for McDonald's. No, Aye. McTassels. Oh, man. Right, so how long have we done? 40 minutes, mate.
1: 40 minutes. Maybe um, another 10, 15 or what? Ten or fifteen. I uh, what I kind of I'm looking at the news this week, and uh, I mean, some of it's really sad, mate. I don't know what to say. Like, have you watched anything good recently? I've finished Reacher on Amazon Prime. No. Reacher, the Jack Reacher stuff.
2: I I don't even know who Jack Reacher is. Oh,
1: mate, it's a bunch of books, right? Right. It's like the American James Bond. And the guy's right. ten foot built like a brick shit house. And see when they made the films, uh Tom Cruise get cast. <laughs> so all the hardcore Jack Reacher fans were like, right. it's nothing like him.
2: Talking about closet homosexuals.
1: I don't want Scientologists up not my door. Because <laughs> I'll suck their bangers off and <laughs> honestly man, I'll suck so it.
2: The Jack Reacher, right, so he's like American James Bond. And he's supposed to be ten foot tall and they cast a hobbit. Yeah. Somebody that's what I mean. And all I, the
1: hardcore fans were like devastated, even right.
2: though the Tom Cruise films are good. I don't right. know if I've seen them. No, d I didn't even know that they were a thing. I don't even know I've never even heard a Jack Reacher. <sighs>
1: Oh mate, it's really good, it's like right. three films, uh, obviously Tom Cruise is the main guy, but the fans were a bit gutted, even though they were very successful, and then there's a spin-off that's happened, it's an actual TV series mm-hmm. on Prime, and it's just called Reacher, now I don't know who the guy is that plays him, but right. he is genuinely fucking seven-foot, built like a brick shithouse, good.
2: Right, they go with The
1: Rock to fucking play them. And it is a very, very good TV show. I've got nothing funny to say about it. But it was just good. Just a good show that I'd recommend. I
2: don't mate, I don't really get much time to watch, telly. I play a lot of computer games like in my downtime. Mm-hmm. But like, cam and stuff, like Dead by Daylight, you're into horror. Like, horror video games are amazing, mate. It's basically like hide and seek. Oh, so you're like, there's like five people and a killer. And the killers either like Leatherface, Michael Myers, Pinhead, um, fucking Freddy Krueger. There's a witch. Good. There's either And they, you go if you're the killer, you go and hunt people. But if you're a survivor, you need to go and you repair generators. Oh. And then after you've done five of them, the door opens and you can escape. It's called Dead by Daylight. It's pure relaxing, mate. It because you just creep about and yeah. Um, do play it you...
1: Is that the PS5?
2: Uh, PS4. I've got an Xbox Series 1, a okay. Series S, whatever the newest Xbox is. I've got. So instead of watching things like Reacher, you do that? I mean my missus play, play computer games. FIFA. Fair Warzone and Dead by Daylight.
1: Have you not watched the new Cobra Kai?
2: No, mate. I finished... Uh, I watched season one and season two. The season three is just out. Right. I'm going to watch it then. It's very
1: good. I mean, it's like quite non PC and stuff. Is and, it? Well, it's like uh, they poke fun at the kind of woke movement. Right. Well it's like no Daniel son but the other guy. He's like a beer drinker. He calls people fat, all that type right. of shit.
2: So I who is the bad aye, he's like the bad guy in the first two, and Ali like Russo. Aye, that's right, aye. aye is I'm it? Sorry. But um were you a fan of the Karate Kid movies when you were a wee guy? no pure into it but see when i watched them recently i was i did enjoy them i mean i was banging them see karate kid and rocky that was like my, my jam i'd watch the karate kid movies and then i'd tie like the fucking belt off my house coat around my head <laughs> they fly kicks off the bed <laughs> <laughs> trying to do the crane kick to my sister and on my ass smash my head <laughs>
1: Has Mr. Miyagi ever been in the guy that plays Mr. Miyagi? Mm -hmm. Has he ever been in any films apart from the Karate Kid?
2: I think so, mate. I'm sure he was in a Police Academy movie. I could be wrong. Let's let's consult the Oracle that is IMDb. Um, Miyagi, son. Miyagi. I don't even know how to spell Miyagi. I'm just going to put in Karate Kid. (laughs)
1: Have you seen the new one when Jackie Chan's Mr. Miyagi? (laughs) And don't
2: even want to talk about it, mate. Have you seen that? Aye, mate. What a load of shit.
1: Yeah, I thought Jackie Chan was good, but the rest of it was shit. I mean, Jackie Chan's a fucking man, I aye, think. mate. We've brought this up. See the one he fights the IRA? <laughs> 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 no. Have you not seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so basically, Jackie Chan's daughter gets killed by an, an IRA bomb. And he goes on a mad revenge mission. It's only like right. three or four year old. It's fucking brilliant. Oh,
2: mate. Um So the guy's called Pat Marita. Let's just say. He's he's in a movie called The Karate Dog that's got 2.8 stars. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a contender for like one of the best worst <laughs> movies that we've ever seen. But he's been in tons, mate. Tons and tons and tons. He must have just been the pure. He was in Baywatch. Wow. T- the TV series he must have been the pure token Asian dude yeah you know, he's and, been typecast I uh, for, for fuck's sake um, he was also in an alien
1: ant farm uh, music video movies yes that's right mate I've seen them live at the bar as they mate I've seen
2: them live at the bar as, but they were supported Papa Roach mate were you there that was the same fucking gig aye mate amazing and then I seen them at gig in the green that was three months later how amazing was that gig mate I was amazing I'd, I'd never heard Alien Art Farm before that and they came out and it was like a couple of hundred people barras was like quarter full they played fucking Smooth Criminal first song. The place went fucking tonto. Yeah. I Do you just, remember what he said? Does anybody like Michael Jackson? And yep. the place went woo and then they just went I literally threw a pint away and just went straight into the mosh pit when that started mate. Can I believe we were at the same gig man? That was mental. Wait, you must have been pretty young.
1: I think I might have been about 15 or 16. Right.
2: Aye, so what age would I've been what age you know I'm 34 so I'm 30 I'm am 39 so I I would have been about 18 or 19 years old Papa Roach were fucking I loved Papa Roach mate
1: Aye, Papa Roach I loved them I've seen them live see my gig collection mate I had some ticket collection for gigs before I started doing stand up I've seen like Papa Roach uh 50 cent Bob Dylan fucking G- I've seen James mate about 15 times Aye. I've I had got a a really couple, good.
2: I've got a couple of fucking what would you call it? I don't know. a Couple of hits on the old gig list. Tellers, right?
1: Okay, tellers, oh. but tellers, random ones as well. Oh.
2: Weird ones. Seen Marlon Manson. Oh, uh, seen Rob Zombie at the garage. Oh, I When I was about 14, 13 oh. or fourteen year old. I like him. Um, the barrier collapsed, and hmm. they got everybody run the side of the, Took a couple of hundred people run the side of the stage at the garage. Seen the Bloodhound Gang at the garage. Remember them? Fuck. the bad touch. No way. They were brilliant, mate. The guy that played bass and his name's Jared something. He was wearing a kilt, and you know, like back in the day, health and safety wasn't it You know, they could do what they want. You were allowed to go up at the side of the stage and jump off the stage and like crowd surf and stuff like that. But he put his leg on the barrier and he had a fucking absolute hammer just swinging between his legs, man. (laughs) (laughs) He was not known underneath his fucking He was wearing a kilt and he put his leg on the barrier. The crowds were there, and his fucking dick was just flopping about. And was he getting chills? There was, there was, there was a few women there that were had stars in their eyes. Let's just yeah. say, um, were they reaching for it? No, nobody reached to grab his bobby. <laughs> 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 just reaching up here. You know. Geez, that because I would have. Um, but impressive ones. Seen the Foo Fighters at the Barrowlands. Seen Metallica at the Barrowlands. Wow. Seen Rage Against the Machine at the Barrowlands. Slayer at the Barrowlands. The Barlands was like my favourite. That's my favourite gig venue. So Aye. when I've seen people in there, I talk about it.
1: Brilliant. What I've about seen you? Dead Mouse at the Barras. Amazing. I have seen the Libertines at the Barras.
2: I was at the, I was at a who was the support band?
1: Was it the Wanny Didn't turn up?
2: Uh no, I seen them when he was there. All
1: oh, right, okay. So I think this support band was Franz Ferdinand mate. I'm sure that it was.
2: That was up the bracket. Aye, that was when he was in jail. Yeah. So it was uh, just Carol that did the singing that night Aye, i wasn't at that mate um i seen him in king tuts before that amazing we a band called kane
1: kane aye, are, and
2: i seen maroon because because <laughs> of kane they said on stage oh, they came off stage and was like oh, we're supporting maroon five at the garage and i was like i don't know who maroon five are but i went to see kane and i seen maroon five At the garage, they were fucking shite. (laughs) The guy came out with a fucking cowboy hat on, and I was like, fuck off. But aye, aye. what what were you saying? Now, Libertines at the Barres, right? What else? other big names have you seen? So,
1: me and my mate had this running joke that we hated Morrissey. He's "He's a cunt, man, he's shite. And uh, he's like, "Ah, do you want to go and see him in Dundee? And it was this wee Dundee town centre, maybe 300 people or something. Right, I think it was a Monday night me and my mate get the train up and we we went to see him and it was fucking amazing man Aye, one of the best gigs I've ever been to in my life
2: I'm not a fan of Morrissey the person but the Smiths yes. were fucking amazing and he had a solo album that had a song on it, Irish Blood English Heart yeah and mate that album's amazing man yeah I, I'm a I'm a fan of Morrissey's music but I wouldn't get caught see he did that a gig nowadays
1: I would say in the last 10 years something's happened to him he's went weird but like back in the day the smiths and all that was good but i've who else have i seen uh, god the beastie boys i seen them at the
2: exhibition centre yeah live at the round yes right in the middle was there oh no way eh? no, I, mean, I think
1: we've probably been to a lot of the I, same gigs. i used
2: to be a gig rat i was like one of the wee dudes with the fucking dickies and the like the baggy jeans and Aye. i mate i I'd fucking i used to go to a gig every week like try to to just any gig, mate. Used to just go to Ticket Scotland and just look at the list. Aye, and it was, was eight in. quid, nine quid a gig. Do you know what I mean? See the guy that was in the Libertines, Carol? What was his other band dirty, called? Dirty Pretty Things. Tell you a funny
1: story about them. I, I was at Tina Park with my mate, and we were waiting to get autographed, and there was all these birds uh, waiting at the fence and screaming at them. And I shouted out my tits on speed that I wanted him to be inside me. So... <laughs> <laughs> and then I got I went and got my autograph and uh, the drummer signed I took my tap off and he signed my belly so there you go <laughs> embarrassing um, I just want to say thank you to McTassel's <laughs>
2: I hope they don't listen to this, mate. <laughs> but see, to be fair, they've had more mentions in this podcast than any other sponsor that Aye. we've ever had. just so happens to involve oral sex with the the new Celtic manager. Ange
1: Postacoglu, God bless. Come up here, I'll get you a fucking Giros. Anytime. Um, get that yoghurt drink. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much to McTassels, Kelvin Way, Buchanan Galleries, The Fork. Go and check them out, and we will be back next week for a new podcast. Do you want to say anything, Paul?
2: No, man. Give me a something big, Angie's cock dub. Um. Oh no! Cut that out. It again. <laughs> no, it is. But...
1: <laughs> We're all just crabs in a bucket trying to survive. <laughs>